When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello Guardians and welcome to the Destiny Show Podcast. Tonight we're live with another amazing guest on the show. He is a content creator, part of the Clan Nocturnal. He is also a Twitch streamer and he is a pretty big Destiny fan from what we hear. He is the one and only GG Grinds. And tonight, we're going to talk about so many great things on the show tonight. We're going to go down memory lane and dive into our most scariest moments in the world of Destiny, from Trevor to maybe a few other moments that you all might recall in the game. And we're also going to talk about Trials of Osiris, and we're going to put GG Grinds on the hot seat tonight for our discussion with the Guardians. So, Guardians, I hope you're ready, and thank you so much for joining us. And first, we have Shadow Price on the show again tonight. Thank you so much for being here. Shadow Price, how are you today? Doing pretty good. Just trying to battle through this cold that I that I got and everything, but it's just, you know, it's one of those pesky ones that just don't want to go away. And, but, um... I'm here. I'm pushing through it and everything. So um, I think it's going to be a good show tonight. Yeah, and we have some news happening in the world of not only Destiny, but video games as well. Nintendo is kind of, I guess, not very good news because they, they finally came out with the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pass. That's been a bit of a disaster from what I hear. Between the mm-hmm. price point and mm-hmm. the service not working all too well, uh, that's been interesting to kind of watch it all unfold. Almost inexcusable, basically. Like, pretty much. <laughs> like, in 2021, for, you know, an online service that you're paying $30 more, you know, per year for, for the games to just not perform and especially when you're mm-hmm. playing them online. So. Yeah. And then also we have Intel coming out out of nowhere with new 12th gen CPUs. We have the i7 1200K and then we have the i9 12900K. That was just announced. And an yesterday. i5, I believe, too. And yeah. the i5, yeah. yeah. And that was just announced yesterday. It seems like these processors will be a little bit more powerful than what the AMD Ryzen currently offers. But my problem is 
having to buy a really expensive motherboard. Motherboard and potentially RAM <laughs> and DDR5 RAM. DDR5 RAM that's supposed to be 50 to 60% more expensive than the right. DDR4 RAM. So here's the secret. Just wait till next year. Yeah, there, there it is. <laughs> Just wait till that DDR5 goes down in price yeah. next year. And then um, and then it'll be more worth it because you you go you can either go the AMD route because AMD will probably lower their prices based on Intel, mm -hmm. you know, competing now. And with Raptor Lake coming out next year, Intel, uh, they're they're the next chip that they're they're They have a roadmap of how they're releasing their chips. Raptor Lake is supposed to be even more powerful than Alder Lake. So that might be the one to watch out for next year. Yeah. And and also both. Both of us actually were able to pick up a Nintendo Switch OLED, and we actually had some time to play and check it out and see what it's all about. And uh, I'm curious, Shadow Price, what are your initial impressions of the Nintendo Switch OLED? I think the screen is gorgeous on it. The screen is absolutely, like, it is such an upgrade from the original Switch, like the, the, the OLED screen. It has deep, vibrant colors and deep blacks and you know it just just like how an oled picture would look like on an oled tv or oled phone like if you're you have an oled display on your phone it works the same way you know it shuts off dirt certain part of the pixels are illuminated to you know highlight certain you know areas and things like that of the color gamut and it's just it's a very beautiful screen. I've been playing Metroid Dread on it, and then just it's it's so nice. I like it a lot. I haven't had a chance to try other games out on it. I, I definitely want to. I, I definitely want to try Breath of the Wild on there, and uh, oh, some awesome. of the other games. Yeah. Um, so I have a little bit of a story, uh, and as you all may know, or whoever watches or listens to the podcast. Um, you would know that I got a new Nintendo Switch OLED, and with that, I'm a pretty big Pokemon fan, and I apparently wasn't able to transfer my data from mm. the old Switch to the new Switch, because hmm. originally I transferred it to my Switch Lite, but something happened, and it didn't switch over. So essentially, I lost about 50 hours worth of gameplay in Pokemon Ooh. Sword. So I've been kind of That's looking at it as, you know, like a half full, half empty kind of a thing because it's like, it sucks, right? Like, yeah, Pokemon Company should have some type of a online cloud save system. Uh Especially when it's happening. like yeah. something that is integrated, you know, that's basically what you're paying for when you pay for Switch Online is the cloud saves. So, so it not to be integrated into Pokemon is just ludicrous. Yeah. And, and yeah. my only thing that kind of sucks is I lost some promotional Pokemon that you can't really get back. Luckily, oh, the Mew that I had, which was kind of a paid Pokemon because you had to buy the Pokeball to get access to it. Luckily, that's in Let's Go, so I didn't lose that data. But uh, that's the downside. But it did give me a chance to kind of play through the game again. And I'm about five hours in. And I have some thoughts about the Nintendo Switch OLED. This screen is really, really nice. It's bright. It, it's really <laughs> colorful. Everything it pops. pops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it pops. Like, that's the, that's the biggest feedback that I have. It really does pop. 
also the build quality is really good. I really like the build quality. I think it's really, really solid. And it's a really nice uh, change to have a bigger display. I think that's actually really nice. I do have one negative thing to say. Playing for three hours with the form factor that the Nintendo Switch OLED has and the weight of it, it's pretty heavy, especially compared to the Switch Lite. It's not quite as comfortable. So if you're playing long-term for multiple hours at a time, I would probably say the Switch Lite would still be a better option for you if you're primarily a portable player. But the OLED display is really nice, and I kind of wish they created a smaller form factor that's not as heavy. Well, there are rumors that they are going to integrate that into a Switch Lite um, for okay. the OLED display. That's oh, going to be interesting. Nice. Yeah. That's coming next year. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> so, Guardians, we also have more stuff from Oculus that was just announced today. Facebook is no more as a company. It is now called Meta, and they are building the future of the Metaverse, which is their online version of just a new way to, I guess, engage with other people, to hang out with people, to work, to work out, enjoy entertainment. It's really interesting to see what they're doing with it. Uh, and actually, I just picked up an Oculus uh, Quest 2. I haven't opened it. I haven't opened it. The reason why I have not opened it was because I thought, well, there's going to be something new out today because they had a keynote. They didn't announce anything new. Um, so I can now open it because I was going to potentially exchange it for whatever they will be coming out with but they aren't now so uh i have a oculus quest too that i will be checking out probably after the podcast very nice so i will let you all know how that is now did it come but with any games i'm not sure i don't think so but i'm not sure i haven't opened it i kept it sealed because i wasn't sure if i was going to keep it or not uh anticipating something new but it looks like we're not getting anything this year, so it's safe to crack open my Quest 2. I'd, I'd be curious to see if I can play Destiny on it, because Ooh. it does integrate with Steam. So I'm wondering if I can somehow get Destiny to function in VR. That would be pretty awesome. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> Resident Evil 4 VR just looks amazing, too. Have you have you played that? I haven't, but there's been a lot of people uploading YouTube videos of like John Wick mode on. Okay. <laughs> so they're and just, you know, reenacting scenes, looking, you know, that sort of thing. And now do you need an Oculus to play that game or is it compatible with a PSVR? I I think it is. Um, I want to say it is because I think a friend of mine was using his but I need to get clear because you mentioned he was playing it. And I know that that is the only thing he has at the moment um, okay. because he had let me try his uh, Resident Evil 7 VR, which I, I, that didn't last long playing that. 
Dude, I lasted like five minutes. It was yeah. so bad. Oh, man. I think he yeah. actually told me to get out of his room because I was knocking stuff over. Oh, man. So, yeah, yeah, no, you got to go, buddy. I, I started getting chased by some really creepy dude, and that was like, yeah, this is not going to work out. I'm sorry. I got into the house, and then someone started chasing me. And I'm like, that yeah, was fuck pretty this. much about right. I said, I'm out. See ya. <laughs> Good try. <laughs> yep. Well, this was fun. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, we also have uh, a guest on the show tonight. Gigi Grinds, we're going to put you on the hot seat tonight for our hey, discussion everybody. with the Guardians. So hey. I hope you are ready. Always. All right. So the first question we have for you is how'd you get started mm-hmm. in Destiny and as a content creator? Yeah. Um. So how I got started in Destiny uh was actually kind of interesting because when it was being announced when folks were talking about it i was following it because a good friend of mine from school uh was you know keeping me up to date he was like yeah did you hear about uh destiny i was like oh it sounds really neat but it wasn't like a game that i was you know actively doing research on and and like you know looking into like excessively i was just sort of like you know like oh it's coming out around this date that's going to be awesome so it was summertime. I think it was summer right before release, uh, right before September 2014, I think was when it came out. Um, so it was that summer when the beta was coming out. And I think it was the beta that you needed. I think they were giving out access uh, keys via email or um, codes. And my friend had just stopped by my house to visit. And I was like, oh, good to see you. And he goes, hey, uh, the beta is coming out soon. Here's a, here's a pass. I was like, oh, thanks, dude. I appreciate you um so i was like okay i guess i'll go try this game out i am 100 percent positive i had spent that entire week in my room doing nothing but playing that beta i <laughs> i don't know what it was about the game that drew me so far into it but it was the, the, the universe the the visuals like the cosmodrome was just the coolest like the the feeling of being uh in a post like uh almost like a post-apocalyptic but sci-fi beautiful beautiful world and and being able to choose between the classes with different supers and and these weapons like i just remember my buddies and i would just run around the cosmodrome and and then i i remember especially the time when we were like hey let's go down these these stairs here and we found the hive with the swords above their head that just killed Mm -hmm. you instantly and we're like oh boys get ready for september because we're going back down there (laughs) You just got to get a little bit more prepared. So I, you know, I just, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with Destiny right then and there. I just, I was ready for it. And after that, I could not stop talking about it. I was probably super, super annoying. But anytime I wanted to work, I was like, yeah, I just, uh, I can't wait because it, only two more weeks to go. And then next week, yeah, I just can't wait. Just one more week to go and just one more day. And it was just, I couldn't wait to get my hands on the full release. And then at that point, uh destiny kind of became my my foundation game like i like to describe destiny as like the game that that i play mostly but when other games come out i'll go and try them but i always gravitate back to that as my baseline like i always play that because that is just my that's my game that's my my world and that's what brought me there's so many friends that i have today that i would not have met if it wasn't for this this game this universe um and, and it's an incredible feeling. And uh, in terms of the the content creation, uh, that kind of goes back to um, 
that kind of goes back to, well, probably around the time that that Call of Duty um, Black Ops 2 is coming out. I was very I was very into first person shooters because it was Halo. Then it was Call of Duty. And uh, I was watching a lot of YouTube videos and I heard about Twitch. And then I'm watching these 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 incredible players uh, uh, playing uh, Call of Duty, and I'm just like, oh man, this is really cool. I would like to try Twitch. And it's actually pretty funny. Before I, uh, back in, uh, I would say 2015, I was I was attempting the Twitch game, and I was really enjoying. It. I was getting into it, but I didn't know too much about it. I didn't do it. You know, I, I was kind of going for that. I, I think a couple other people would say that they've kind of been in the same category where they they think that it's it's a very quick and easy thing to do you know like you just go i'll just buy a webcam i'll buy a i'll buy a mic and i'll just set it up and then and folks will come (laughs) so you know i go back now and i watch those videos because i i I somehow still have them in the cloud but like you know you you listen and you hear your your mic and the gain is turned up all the way so it sounds like you're you know it's the terminator looking for sarah connor and the mic and then you have uh the webcam just has no but then you know it's 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 great because you 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 learn from that you look at it and then you kind of see that growth it's 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 nice it's really cool to see uh yourself improve and expand and then you know in 2015 i had to take a break from that i couldn't really do anything at that point i had to kind of get my bearings because in 2015 i actually had joined up uh with the navy there um had done uh i've been in there since 2015 and have been kind of moving touch and go there for a while um i had tried to go a little bit serious uh when i was uh i was out actually out in japan in uh oh shoot uh from 2018 until march 2020 i was out there and i had tried really hard to get into it but the one thing that is a little bit hard to do out there is is find uh good internet <laughs> so you're you're anytime i tried i'd kind of see the the drop frames i was like oh shoot well i'll just be patient and wait till i get back home so i've been back in in the u.s since um uh march of 2020 and since then as soon as i got home i told my my wife who who has been super supportive and really really awesome because we're both gamers and she just said you know what now that you're home go ahead and set up and do the research and and get started you know do your best and and that's that's what I did. You know, I, I got uh, I got on Google and I just um, did the research, got really into it, you know, found out what I needed to do to try to try to make it happen. And uh, I've been loving it ever since uh, March 2020. I've been just kind of being consistent with it. And, and I'll tell you, it is it is one of the most fun and enjoyable things ever that kind of brings you uh, in touch with folks that you would never have met uh, if you, if you hadn't gotten started and I, yeah, I love it. I love it. Sounds like you had quite an epic journey and having to take a break. How long was your break out of curiosity? Uh, well, I would say it was, it was kind of one of those things where it was off and on. And then when I had gotten out there to Japan, uh, in 2018, that was probably an, a two year break right there. Cause that it was wow. one of those things where I had tried to, to start, a few a few streams but it was just the internet just wasn't quite there it was it was very difficult to do so that's when i kind of had to just you know shut it off and i just it, it was a rough spot you know i was a little upset because i really wanted to and 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 i really wanted to try but it was you know it, it was that's where my wife came in and she was just super awesome uh and gave me that pep talk she was like hey you got two years of this and then we're going to be back home for four 
So as soon as we get home, just do, you know, set up, set up your stuff and, and I'll help and, and do what you can. And we'll, we'll make it work when we get back home. And, and, and those just having her be that supportive. She was, she was kind of the, the guiding light there. That's pretty awesome. Wow. And during that time, were you able to play destiny or were you, were you not able to play either? So I wasn't able to, to, well, I wasn't able to do the stream thing. Uh, I'm pretty sure when we weren't like exploring the island, cause we were actually in Okinawa, which is an island. Um, so, you know, you can go out and explore and see some stuff. And, and we had done, a, uh, you know, when we weren't exploring and stuff like that, I'll be honest with you. I, we were just playing destiny. <laughs> we're like homebodies. So like, we we don't really like if we do go out we'll go to like do stuff together um but other than that we're usually we're heading back home and we're gaming together so we had spent a good bit of time playing i believe the two releases that came out while we were out there were forsaken and um um shadow keep that's really cool wow <laughs> we had played way too much <laughs> Yeah, and I know Shadow Price was also in the military. I was not. Oh, right I almost on. joined. I almost. Yeah. Uh, but Shadow Price was actually there. I don't think Shadow Price. Did you travel anywhere cool? Louisiana, I guess. Louisiana, <laughs> come on, that's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's a cop out. That's not cool. I, I mean, no, I didn't go overseas. Countries. I didn't. I didn't go. I didn't go overseas anywhere. Anytime I had orders to go overseas, the orders got rescinded. I was supposed to go to Qatar, and I was supposed to go to Kazakhstan. Oh, both, I gotcha. Kazakhstan. You were gonna, you were gonna go meet Borat. I was gonna go meet Borat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll <laughs> That's tell so you, cool my... that you were in Japan though. Like, it I was, really, I want to go to Japan. Of all someday. places, Japan. I, like, <laughs> how was the food? Oh I my god. Japanese food. We ate so much ramen. <laughs> like, like oh, you, you, awesome. you, 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 you think ramen, right? Like I, had, I, had, whenever I think ramen, I think of like the stuff that's super quick and easy to make. But when you get out there, you get the good they have these, there, they right? have these ramen shops, man. And oh, yeah. I will tell you what, if we would a typical weekend night, like Friday night, when we have the weekend, we would get, we would get home and, and I would look about it. We'd be like, all right, so do you want to play now? Or do you want to go get some ramen and then play? She's like, oh, ramen. <laughs> I was like, so we would drive to this ramen spot and get uh, to like the spicy ramen bowls. And then we would drive back home and just, just spend the night either doing gamp, you know, whatever the activity of the night was. But it was, yeah, the food out there was incredible. Um, and, and the people were super kind and uh, it was it was beautiful. It was a very nice experience. And it, it was actually pretty funny because when I was picking because the way it works is like you kind of pick your your orders, so to speak, like you kind of you don't get to pick them per se, they'll ultimately pick for you, but you get like a wish list. And my number one was actually San Diego. Um, and, and Japan oh, yeah, was yeah, kind yeah, of my yeah. number three. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, you yeah. know, what my number one was Fort Carson, <laughs> Colorado. That's where oh, I wanted yeah. to go. Oh, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to go to Colorado. I heard Colorado's beautiful. I've never been myself, yeah. but I heard it's gorgeous oh, yeah. out there. I, I did too. Yeah, yeah, I went to Fort Sill, Oklahoma, <laughs> and it oh, wasn't very, awesome. wasn't very beautiful there. Oh a yeah, of, <laughs> a lot yeah. of flat land and oh uh, yeah, yeah, just very hot too and stormy when you know during like monsoon season there and everything. Oh, good lord, yeah. I feel like I would want to go to Japan though, like just to experience the food and the culture. 
Oh, I definitely want there, to go. There must be there. some really cool things that you got a chance to experience in Japan I, during that time. I mean, two years is oh, yeah. quite a bit of time. What were some oh, of yeah. your highlights from Japan that really stick out? I would say the 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 way that um the people are there is just it's it's so cool because the 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 locals and uh the the folks that were were stationed there just we 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 just were all we meshed so perfectly i guess what i'm trying to say like they were so friendly and outgoing and i think one of the one of the funnest things because they 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 love the way that i think they're they're out there is that they work hard but they they play hard too because like on the weekends you would pass by all the karaoke spots and boy do oh, they yeah. do, do they love some karaoke and that and i was never one to really do uh karaoke i haven't really participated in karaoke where it originated before. from was japan right yeah karaoke and, is like yeah a Japanese and they had thing. these these studios right yeah. and they were just so cool because you'd walk in um but when we were out there we loved we just got dragged in to the to the anime <laughs> like they just they you kinda had you kind of do by default it, probably yeah right? exactly exactly <laughs> like they had so yeah. much on sale there for for anime they like you would walk into the ramen shop and on your right on your right there would be a bookshelf with with manga and animes for sale and and then they would have pokemon cards just like they had a pokemon store at the mall which was just the coolest thing ever and just it i would Video games i was themselves you could probably oh, find some really rare finds out there oh it like, was so cool they had yeah. uh yeah i'm glad you said that because they had uh, so many shops that sold like retro games like uh i i used to have a dreamcast uh a sega dreamcast I have one. Back yeah. in the day. Wow. oh i am so jealous i <laughs> i i love that thing and they had those they had um all sorts of like uh just uh, hidden gems that you could find everywhere and, and you know it's it was it was so nice to just drive around the island at night and y you could you could see the ocean on your left and right it was it i was very lucky i was very lucky to to have been able to to go there now were you there for, for like a year? Uh, we stationed uh, there. It was for two, two years. Uh, two year, yep, two year oh, orders okay. uh, there, which gotcha. was just the perfect amount of time because while it was it was awesome out there, I, you know, eventually I was like, oh man, I miss my folks because it yeah. was expensive to be able to to fly home to see them for like Christmas and Thanksgiving. But two years was just enough time to be able to unwind and and uh, experience the island and play so much destiny <laughs> nice so what do you miss the most about your time in japan oh goodness gracious uh i think it was the thing i missed the most is how it felt how it felt being there because while i was still there to do the do a job when i when i was driving to and from work i never felt like i was it's strange it it always felt when i'm driving to and from because the ocean's on my left i always had a feeling of man i i just feel like i'm on vacation every day like just because i could see the beach and see the like on the way to work you would see people um doing the kite surfing and and stuff on your left and just that that feeling of of just um peace i guess you'd say because you know everyone everyone is just you know there's never a feeling of hustle and bustle on that um on that island like people aren't dry, or aren't you know speeding they're just kind of 
taking it you're they're taking their time it just felt like like out there time had slowed a little bit and you could relax and and just you know enjoy yourself i i think i missed that feeling the most like i i I definitely miss the ramen uh but (laughs) i definitely miss just the feeling of 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 peace peacefulness out there what about the sushi that's got to be amazing out there oh my the sushi bar belts the conveyor belts where you can kind of pick what you want as it goes past you it was so cool i was like oh my god this is awesome oh man i definitely miss the sushi i actually went to a conveyor belt sushi place i've been in california they had one and it was so cool that's awesome and it was like all you can eat sushi and you pretty much pay like a dollar for every plate or it was like two dollars a plate something really cheap yeah they they have the price on the bottom yeah. of the plate they they have a place here in new york um upstate new york oh, do they? That's awesome. oh okay yeah that's mm-hmm. awesome yeah yeah um that's the one thing that i miss uh since i moved to florida we don't have as great of sushi as i would think because we're <laughs> surrounded by water so we should have better sushi <laughs> but um uh, my search will continue and I will keep you all posted on that. <laughs> so Gigi Grinds, you mentioned you have or had a Sega Dreamcast. You've been a gamer for quite some time. Oh, yeah. What would you say is your favorite console of all time and why? Oof. Oof, oof, oof. Hmm. Such a hard, that's that such is, a hard question. That is answer. very, very tough. There's that so many consoles. Tough. I, hmm, I, I'm gonna be honest. I, I'm gonna go with the Dreamcast, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you why I, I'm gonna go with the Dreamcast, and it's, it's that nostalgia. It's, it's that. <laughs> well, it's, it's that. Um, it's because I think it's that feeling because that was my first real uh, console of my own. Um, because up until that point, I had been going to a friend's house, uh, a buddy of mine named Tyler's, who had an N64. And so uh, it was, I, I think it was 1998. Yeah, my, my dad had come home and he kind of opened, he showed me the box and he had a game for it, uh, Sonic Adventure, uh, the original Sonic Adventure. And I just, I was just, at that point, my gamer life was just in front of me before me like like i could not put down the game i i love that game i played so much sonic and then my dad got me another game that not a lot of people know about but it was such a good such a great game it's called shenmue oh Um, shenmue yeah yeah oh my god i so it was actually funny i when my dad told me to open up the box i was i was really banking on uh there being uh what was it i forget what it was called uh i think it was sonic adventure 2 was out at the time so i was like really hoping i was like oh please shadows in there it's gonna be such a good game and i opened it and he goes yeah but this is better i was like oh man what is it and i opened i saw that there was three discs in there and i was like oh okay all right let's see what we got here and i just could not put the game down i could not i just i loved all of the games that he got me for the dreamcast and at that point i was just hooked i was just hooked on games i just i i and i was so thankful for the experience because the Dreamcast just provided me with so much entertainment and kind of a great entry point to to gaming. And it's unfortunate that the console didn't sell as well as it, you know, it didn't last long, but my there were so many great it was a he-
games for that console um shenmue um uh sonic adventure series um the resident evil series got ported to it like it had a lot of great uh titles going for it it was a console that sega did right you know like the genesis was their you know that was their best-selling console up to that point but then they they tried to add, do all the add-ons. They did the Sega CD, the 32X, yeah. and then they did yep. like the Nomad, and then they did like, and then they really screwed up with the Saturn and everything. Yes, um, uh, like announcing it like at the one show, and then you know at for three ninety nine, saying it's out now, and then Sony comes up and says, <laughs> "Oh yeah, Sony gets it's two ninety nine. So they, <laughs> they just automatically the drop, <laughs> yeah, two ninety nine, like hundred dollars cheaper, and yep. it's like yeah so that hurts but no the dreamcast was yeah it was ahead of its time and it had really great games for it um yeah i I didn't pick one up for until about like four years ago i'm still looking what games to grab for it um all i have is like nfl 2k1 i think oh i remember that one (laughs) yeah the, the the 2k games were really good though they that. were like the they NFL really were and the nba ones you know that's oh, where yeah. the nba 2k games originated from i think yep. was i played a lot of those Cast. yeah um so and then there's like a good tennis game what virtual te- virtual tennis i think yeah. it was called like, yeah yep. yeah <laughs> yeah it had and it had like power stone i think that was like a yes. smash brothers like yep type power one. stone was awesome Yep. Yeah, and like you said, yeah, it had good ports of uh, Resident Evil. It had good ports of... Uh, yeah, 3 and I 2, think, I uh, believe. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fighting games, too, like Marvel versus Capcom. Oh, so many. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember playing a lot of Marvel versus Capcom with against my brothers and sisters. That was just <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah, see, I, I think for me, my favorite console... It's it's tough because in a way I think that it would probably be one of the current gen consoles because of the fact that we can finally play games 60 frames or above. Oh yeah. And that's something that we've never really had before, right? And to me, that is pretty groundbreaking in terms of allowing us to really get into the next generation of what gaming is capable of doing. Although I will say Super Nintendo and Genesis, they both got me into video games. You know, uh, my Game Boy Color got me into Pokemon, you know. So we do have these consoles that are really special. But I do think in terms of like what's groundbreaking and something that's really changing gaming. It's going to be probably between the PS5 and the, the new Xbox. Agreed. Um, and I really like the fact that we can play the old games. So, oh yeah, my PlayStation Four games aren't obsolete, or my Xbox games. And probably the Xbox would probably have a leg up because I mean, imagine if you were a kid and all you had was ten dollars that you can spend every month on video games. Game Pass would be like a dream come true. Oh, yeah. You know, I like, love my I have, Game Pass. Yeah. I, yeah, I, it's great. I have, I have Game Pass to like for the next like, couple of years. I mean, I have it forever, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's a great value. Um, and whether you play on PC or on your Xbox, I think uh, they definitely do some really interesting things. And plus, because of Xbox, we got Halo. Because yes. of his destiny, so yes, it all comes full circle. 
So Gigi Grimes, I got to ask, what is your favorite food? Oh, geez. (laughs) Uh, Let me think about that one. Yeah, I was going to I was going to say, yeah, my wife's right. (laughs) Burgers. (laughs) I'm a big hamburger. I love I love myself a good burger. I really do. Like I have been. Like, honestly, I don't know if you've ever seen Popeye, but that dude is always saying that he'll pay you for a burger Tuesday if you give him one today. Like, that is me. Like, I love I love myself a good burger. I really do. Nice. Yeah, burgers are. It's like the American staple burger and fries. (laughs) What's like your favorite burger place? Like, you know, fast food or otherwise, like, Uh... what's your favorite? I would say I would say when I'm feeling like a really like really good one, but one that's a little bit on the pricer side, Five Guys is great. Five Guys um, is good. When I first had Five Guys, it was just world changing. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um and I think what was it? There was a um oh, I forget the name of it. There was a there was a place that just did burgers so well. And it was actually surprising. It was when I was in Japan out there, um, because we were living on base, but they had a burger joint called uh bulldogs burgers oh, and nice. oh my word i don't know how Did they use wagyu or, beef <laughs> they, they, I, I, they must have because they were the most addictive like i'm talking if we weren't getting ramen we were driving over there to get a burger before we went to go to game <laughs> it was awesome they nice. had such awesome burgers they had like a swiss like you know like um uh, you know, one of those melts like where they put like Swiss cheese and, and uh, sauteed mushrooms on there. I was like, oh my gosh, this is, they just got so much variety. This is awesome. You always has good burgers for uh, a fast food place, uh, steak mm-hmm. and shake. Steak and shake. Is oh, I got to try that. Good. Yeah. I got to try steak and shake. I still haven't. I need to get on that. Yeah, they're steak burgers. Um, oh. And they're just, they're, they're smaller than five guys. They're probably like half the size, but yeah. they're, they're really good. Yeah. Oh, I got to try that. I'm writing that. So, most recently i tried steak and shake and oh man that's game changing in terms of the quality of the burger and the the taste of it is so good i used to love love five guys here's my problem with five guys right now it's too greasy it's way too greasy (laughs) and here's my other problem the fries are amazing within the first 15 minutes if you do not eat the fries in the first 15 minutes they get soggy and just not good <laughs> that's my problem with five guys but otherwise love five guys double bacon cheeseburger all day have you ever had a burger with uh, guacamole that's good i've had a burger with guacamole on it before me too I'm, or I'm no actually avocado I, I i i like it with the sliced avocado on it i think better because it just i like the consistency of it a little bit more um but i, I do like a guac burger too so I'll, I'll eat it either way but yeah so i i gotta ask as a burger connoisseur gg grinds what's the best type of burger that you've had or maybe like the most unique or both what's the best and the most unique burger that you've had i think 
it is gonna have to go to the most unique burger that I've ever had was at a I forget what the restaurant was called. Um, but essentially they had a burger that if you were to it was such a large burger, like there's so much that they had a con they had this thing where if you could finish it all within a certain amount of time, you'll get your your name on the wall. They had like a wall with like like folks' names. I think it was while we were traveling. And I did not get my name on the wall, but that burger was so it was so mad like they 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 found the perfect way to because you would think that it's it's going to be messy and just all over the place but they did such a good job of like the patties were were perfectly sized the bum was great they had uh just the right amount of of condiments not to make it super large but it was it was delicious but it was it was i i am shocked at how those folks got their name on that wall because i <laughs> i remember they it came over heart attack grill by any chance was it <laughs> yeah, I was like, no i don't actually <laughs> it might have been is that that's a thing huh yeah it might have it might have actually been yeah the heart attack grill. Yeah, is, yeah so that's what they're known for huh <laughs> yeah these big massive burgers yeah. like that yeah they're like two pound burgers or something like <laughs> it was yeah. it was good but whew, there was no way i was winning that contest but that that was definitely the most unique one yeah man <laughs> <laughs> you like you need to like a fork and knife eat, and eat that oh thing. i know i know <laughs> for real there was uh this burger place uh where i used to live in New York and they had gator burgers. I couldn't bring myself to try one. Really? I've tried but gator. I, I I've had gator before. It. But I can't like, do it, man. I can't. Ooh, how, it, it's how like bad it? karma now. It tastes like chicken. It, no it really way. did. Yeah, it really does. Really? Yeah, it's it, like, why not just yeah. have the chicken? You know, we've been okay <laughs> eating chicken for all these years. Like we're fine eating chicken. I think why it's about the it? experience. It's like you go to a gator <laughs> yeah. place. It, it was a pl gator place in Louisiana called Tunks. I remember gator it. Gator place and, in Louisiana. Yep. And I wonder if there's like a gator place in Florida or if it's just oh, bad karma. Bet. I'm sure there is. <laughs> you know, they. I would bet, yeah. <laughs> that's like gator capital of the world right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm sure they don't encourage you to eat them. They encourage you to like stay away from them. Probably. Yeah. I would, yeah, I would hope so. I would think. I would think. <laughs> so gg grinds what do you do when you're not gaming when you're not playing video games when you're not creating content oh. and doing gaming things what are your hobbies what do you what do you do in real life well um for the most part so my my job that i like the day-to-day -day, the monday through friday is i'm a i'm a yeoman uh in the navy so my that's kind of like my, my they call it a rate but that's kind of like my job um so essentially it's like um it's like an admin administrative type type gig. So it works for me very well. Cause I'm, you know, I'm a super, I'm a, I'm honestly a very big, big nerd, um, huge nerd. So, you know, for me to go in and just go ahead and have a seat at my cubicle and, and do like, we, we basically kind of do like the correspondence, the awards, um, basically taking care of the commands, all of the stuff dealing with the command in terms of, um, uh, well, 
you know, the, there's the awards portion, the paperwork, the um, uh, sometimes the, the the legal and and that stuff, and it's it's super fun. I find it very fulfilling because we also deal with people's pay, so it's nice to be able to, you know, we we have like that customer service kind of thing going on there, which is super cool because it's nice to. I love uh, talking and meeting new people um, and and getting to know them. It's super fun for me. Um, and when I'm not doing that, I'm usually coming home to, uh, to my wife, Taylor, and we're, we're big, uh, we're just big gamers, you know? Um, uh, and, uh, so I'll come home, you know, we'll make some dinner. And if she's not doing comp to get unbroken, which actually she got her unbroken just last week, I think. So huge play. Congratulations. Yeah, That's awesome. yeah, she, she, it was <laughs> so funny. Cause like I would go into the kitchen and I would go back to, you know, like if I'm starting a stream or something, if I'm playing Resident Evil, I would literally see her sitting because she has like her setup and I have mine. And I would see her with like comp pulled up and I would hear her too back here. And she's like, oh, my gosh, look out. like I need <laughs> you guys should don't run up. Don't run up. I'm just like, yep, she's clearly going hard at it. And then uh, <laughs> I think it was like maybe like a few days ago. She, she was like, I got it. Like she came back here. And so the doorway, she goes. She was just smiling, like just the biggest girl in her face. I was like, what? And she was like, I did it. I was like, okay, let's go. I was like, that's what I'm talking about. Congrats. That's but impressive. Yeah. So we we just we love our games. We love spending time with each other. Um, so that's those are yeah, that's my big thing. I um other than that, you know, the usual stuff. You know, I like I like um, you know, being in, I gotta do the the, the fitness thing. So I like I like running. Uh I like I do enjoy going for runs and uh I like uh, I like uh, I'm a huge cinema like I love cinema I love movies especially comic book movies um, like I spend way too much Marvel time movies? on oh so much oh yeah all of them yes. oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I go to a website called uh, comicbookmovie.com all the time and just always check for the latest like it's it's bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just watched the uh, Marvel movies in the cinematic order order oh um, let's go. And- it's so fulfilling. Like those movies oh, are yeah. so good. Oh my god. Oh, they're awesome. Like, I, yeah. I I still remember seeing Iron Man in theaters for the first time, and I was just like, and then that yeah. the, you know post credit scene, I was like, no way. I was like, they're doing it. They're gonna do yeah. it. <laughs> and then I felt that way watching WandaVision, and then watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And they're like, um, man, these shows and Loki. These shows are. Like, oh awesome. yeah, we love that yeah. one. We when we watched Loki, we were just oh, we just we love that one. Yeah definitely just, like it just the way showed it a different future. side of the character and everything yeah too. that was the, yeah. oh yeah it was awesome mm-hmm. yeah yeah i still have to catch up on the marvel marvel movies myself oh you'll love it yeah definitely when you have time you should it's it's i the thing i like about the marvel movies is that they they just have such a good job of telling the stories that they want to tell and the characters are just so diverse oh my god yeah the i characters love are that awesome. i yeah. love that yeah yeah the the development of the characters too yeah just the action oh the action is just oh just chef's kiss yes (laughs) amazing so do you have a favorite movie gg grinds uh so i am i am a huge batman fan like i i grew up uh watching the the i saw the tim burton uh, yeah. Michael Keaton, 1989. My dad. I'm a fan. I'm a huge yeah, fan of big Michael same, Keaton. Batman's. Big same. I, I, yeah. you know, I watched those way mm-hmm. too many times, and uh, you know, I've seen every single Batman movie. I think my favorite movie, just of all time, is is The Dark Knight. 
I, I do believe that. I think the Dark Knight is is my favorite because as a Batman fan, and it it just it was the most fulfilling uh, movie for me because I remember seeing it in theaters and I had watched every trailer. I was so hyped for Heath Ledger's Joker, um, and and to see just the after the put you know that end credit scene from batman begins and uh just so hyped for it and then when it came out in theaters i remember seeing it just being blown away and then i just looked for a reason to see it a second time like my folks and i were having dinner and they're like yeah we're about to go see uh the dark Knight." i was like oh you don't say i'll i'll, I'll, I'll come along that's cool that's fine <laughs> oh you guys were trying to do i'm sorry i'll go see it by myself i was like i just i loved it i loved it it was it was a, a such a great movie and as a Batman fan, it was just a great experience to to see it. And and then um just the way I felt after watching it, that whole trilogy was was uh was awesome. Yeah. Do you like the Batman games? Like the the games that they came out with that uh Rocksteady did, like Arkham Asylum. I Arkham loved City. those games. Yeah. I uh yeah. when when uh the 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 trailer for Arkham Asylum was actually uh attached to a, like a I think the DVD copy of of either Batman Begins or the uh, the Dark Knight and I remember watching that trailer and I was like, dude, this looks like it's just gonna blow me away. So I I remember buying Arkham Asylum and just playing the playing the crap out of it like i just i i had to 100 percent it i was like this game is so good and then you know arkham city just upped the ante from there and the games just got progressively better after that like just every mm-hmm. one of those games just blew me away as a batman fan just so much fan service and you know attachment to the comics just yeah yeah those are my top games yeah and they got a couple of games coming out next year gotham knights yes very and, excited uh, for that the suicide squad um, oh that's gonna Justice be great that's like gonna that. yeah. be so good i can't wait for that one <clears throat> yeah yeah that's that should be a interesting game yeah. when is that coming out is that next year Got, both of them are next year. next year i think gotham knights comes out first if i'm not mistaken yeah i think All you're right. right that one looks to be a little bit more finished that one doesn't that have like a destiny appeal to it a little bit isn't there like loot in that game or something i think I don't think it's going to be completely live service, but I think it's like, I think they are um, going to have like some sort of loop like system in it. Possibly. I think <laughs> don't quote me, but. And speaking of microtransactions, Bungie has been um, getting a little <clears throat> heat about the new dungeons yeah. and how they're selling them. Some people were a little bit upset about that. And you know, my, <laughs> my thing is, I think when you set a certain expectation, oh yeah, and then you take it away, people are going to be upset. We know that we're such fans of the of the game that when when Beyond Light was announced and we saw the digital deluxe edition, we saw that you get the whole nine. Basically, if you if you pay for the digital, essentially what they're telling you is that you are going to be cleared for the year. Like you are going to receive an entire year's worth of Destiny content for, I believe it was like, you know, either uh, $99.99, but essentially you are covered. You are you are securing your Destiny 2 content for a year. And that's kind of how we look at it. Like Taylor and I will go ahead and just be like, okay, well, we'll let's drop it now. And then that way, out of sight, out of mind, we know that if we want to hop on Destiny 2, no matter what content is coming out, um, we're good to go. Um, and then of course, you know, there was that season pass, which, you know, 
you know, you get you're covered for essentially almost the same way. Like you're kind of covered. You're basically securing yourself for the, you know, the the seat, you know, the entire year. Um, and it's I, I feel like I prefer. I prefer it the way it is now, um, personally, because, you know, it, it, it's different for me, like everybody's different in how they they go about their content, how they like their content, um, because there are some folks that, you know, might not have this the time. Uh, to be able to, you know, go in and and log the kind of time that they want to, you know, put into the game. And then there's folks like myself and 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 Taylor who play a lot. Like we play, you know, we it's kind of our main game. So we're cool and comfortable with with dropping that because we know that we're going to be logging in to to play it. Um, but I, I I can see both sides, but I, I do kind of prefer the way it is now because it's it's if you know that you're a huge, if you know that you're going to be playing Destiny and you know that you're going to be, you know enjoying the content and you want to just go ahead and be covered uh and go ahead and secure your content for the game um it it, the option is available to you to to uh seek both yeah that's um that's well said you know and i think for me i buy the content regardless of whatever Mm -hmm. and i would buy the deluxe edition i'm not going to buy the the cheapest version normally i would buy the collector's edition if i'm able Mm -hmm. to so in that sense, I think it's fine. I do also think that it's important to consider the consumer who may not either be able to afford $100 worth of content or you know, someone who maybe does not spend that much money on a video game per mm-hmm. year if they don't have the disposable income. Agreed. Um, So I think there could be a balance between how Bungie handles that. Um, And I don't know what you both think about this, but personally, I'm not necessarily a fan of a free-to-play system because I think that by nature, a free-to-play system encourages you to have to monetize through microtransactions and in ways that we probably would not prefer for monetization to occur. Because at the end of the day, these companies have to make money right. to sustain, right? So I would rather them, you know, charge me whatever the base fee is and allow me to play the game, but be transparent about it. You know, yeah. and if they're transparent about it i think that is completely fine and if you think about it paying 99 dollars over the course of a year of destiny that means that you're literally paying less than ten dollars a month comes out to like eight dollars and 25 cents a month right so at that point like you're not paying that much for a constant flow of gameplay but my problem then becomes if you do that and then you say oh here's iron banner the only way to get this shiny object is for you to go spend money with microtransactions on top of that right so that's that's where microtransactions kind of become a little shady in my opinion but um i, I do think 99 is worth the content that we're getting and that's with the content that we're getting in December. 
included. That's going to be exciting. It, the anniversary election, that's coming pretty soon. We're almost in November. Oh, yeah. so we're about a little over a month away. What do you all think? Are you both excited about what we're going to be getting this December? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Super stoked for that. Um, as soon as I saw, as soon as I saw that in the, uh, the showcase, I was just like, well, it's actually funny because I was at work at the time during the showcase. And I just remember, uh, you know, I was like scrambling to get on social media. And the first thing I saw was, was like, Gowerhorn, Gowerhorn. I was like, wait, what? Hold on. And then I saw that they're like, yeah, it's going to be a reward for the dungeon. And then look at the Thorn inspired armor sets. I was like, oh, man, this is going to be this is going to be great. Like, uh, I, I was very excited. I'm I'm super, super pumped to have some some more content to jump into. Yeah. And uh, personally, I'm curious to see how much content we're going to get, because twenty five dollars, that's almost what you would pay for a forty dollar expansion. Yeah, so that they must have some pretty substantial bit of content planned for us this coming December. Yeah, I would agree. I think there's going to be some some good stuff in there. And I got to ask with E3 or not E3 with uh, the game awards being so close, we're almost there. What do you both think will win game of the year this year? Oof. That. Metroid Dread has a chance. I mean, yeah. it's, it's one of the highest rated games this year. Um, there, I think there's a, whoa, there's a few others that there's nominated like Psychonauts. Oh, and, yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh, Returnal. That was on um, Ratchet and Clank. Oh, yeah. Ratchet and Clank, yeah. Um, I think those all got a chance. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think Metroid Dread has, like, I think it has an outside chance of, of possibly pulling it off. So possibly what about the Pokemon game that coming this it's year it's a remake okay yeah uh, i don't know if it's eligible it's a it's a remake <laughs> i mean some games some you know it's i think resident evil 2 when they got remade mm-hmm. it was eligible for game of the year so i mean oh yeah so it could be the problem is is pokemon games they never they never get in the game of the year discussion you know they're they're always good games but they're not like standout games you know what i'm saying yeah, no, I I understand. I think Pokemon is probably more popular these days for the Pokemon cards and the um, Pokemon Go, the mobile games. Yeah. yeah, I think that's where they're probably the most popular. So GG Grinds, on that note, I got to ask, what is next for you in your journey? Uh, well, you know, I think, I think for me right now, I think I, I love where I'm at right now. And I think I'm just going to continue to do what I'm doing right now. And I think that is just, you know, continually to, to get to know folks in the, in the destiny community and the gaming community and create a, a space where people can come and, and feel, uh, you know, 
cared about and, and included and able to play and, and enjoy each other's company and play games and and continue to, you know, do the content thing, you know, make videos, um, have fun doing it is the is the big thing. You know, that's that's the one thing that uh, I, I learned very quick is that you have to make sure you're having fun, because if you're not, you know, what's what's the point? So I think for me, uh, what's next for me is just continue down the path I'm on. And and I mean, you know, look, look what it did. Look what came of it. You know, I got to meet you too. And and I if you would have asked me a year ago, if I would be where I'm where I'm at right now on the show with you two, I would tell you, not me, somebody else, but I you know, I'm grateful and and I'm gonna keep doing that. I'm gonna keep uh, you know, uh pressing the button and enjoying the game and enjoying uh, you know, a good time meeting new people and, and making new relationships. Well said. And those are great, great goals. And we will definitely be watching out for everything that you are doing in the community. <laughs> and yeah, and such a pleasure to have you join us tonight and oh, to be you. our guest. Um, and we do have a few more things to talk about tonight on the show. Of course, Halloween is almost here. And that means we have been playing Festival <laughs> of the Lost. I know I've been grinding out. I'm almost done. I got all of my masks completed in the Festival of the Lost. Nice. Um, I'm almost done with the lore. I think I have six more to unlock, so not much more to go. And overall, I've been really enjoying it. I'm curious, what do you all think about Festival of the Lost this year? So thankful we didn't have to go to the Haunted Forest again. Yeah, I, know. I was grateful for that because <laughs> I loved like uh, it was one of those things where uh, we were both looking at each other. We we're like, what do you think is going to be this year? We're like, I just hope it's not a haunted forest because, you know, it does kind of get um, a little a little stale because it's like you kind of know what to expect and they go through it. And then when they had said that it was um, lost sectors, haunted lost sectors, I was like, OK you've got me interested. You've got me intrigued. Like this had me, you know, it was just that, that just that small change up that had me uh, excited to jump in and actually go out, get that candy and, and check out the lost sector. Yeah. Um, I think it was a really good use of lost sectors. Yes. And because there's so many of them, I feel like there's really great replayability where it doesn't feel like I'm playing the same thing over and over again. So I, yes. I definitely think this was a step in the right direction for definitely. me personally. Yep, I would say the same for me. It gave me just what I was looking for, just to switch things up a little bit, you know, to change it up and, and uh, get that engagement going again. Yeah. Oh, let's hope they get that message uh, if they try to bring the EAZ back next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, well, I will say one thing. I kind of wish that they used the entire maybe Dreaming City. I think that's a really great destination. Oh, And yeah. turned it all dark, like upside down. And I don't know how difficult it would be to implement something like this. But to take an entire destination and to turn it into something different. Yeah. And imagine where there are bosses all over the entire ecosystem. 
and maybe public events that you have to complete not only with a group of four or five, but you have to do do it with a group of let's say twelve. Yeah. You have to get like really large groups into a single zone to like tackle a boss, and you have an entire set of armor and weapons that you get that are exclusive to the event that you're playing. I think all of the things that Bungie is doing right now, these are steps in the right direction. But I think they they have to to dump the last gen consoles if you want that. (laughs) Yeah, actually. And it's that would be a really tough thing to do because we don't really have enough of the current gen consoles to go around. Right now, we we don't, you know, Um, (laughs) so I think that creates a challenge there. But I'm wondering if maybe they can start to build two versions of the game to accommodate both platforms they, one they did maybe, they did when the rise of iron came out remember like they yeah. couldn't make that version on 360 and ps3 yeah. like that's where the, oh, the roads yeah i mean and they're, they're gonna have Split, to get yep. to a point yeah. they're gonna get to a point yeah. where technologically they're either going to be held back technologically or they're going to have to separate what they're capable of producing from last yeah. gen to current gen to PC, because I mean, I, I think they do have a ton of opportunities, and I don't know if Bungie can afford to be held back technologically. Yeah. And maybe that's a little bit extreme. It's like, well, they can't afford it. It's not like they're. Well, we knew it wouldn't happen with Witch Queen. I mean, who knows? It could happen with Lightfall. It's yeah. possible. It's possible. Um, just you know, they they could. That's where they could d- do the separation. You know, it's like Witch Queen is where the last gen left. That's where we leave. Last gen. Yeah. Is you know because that's what they did with the Taken King. Remember, the Taken King was the final you know expansion yep, that last yep. to drop on those the, the 360 and PS3. Yep. So it almost would make sense seven years later. Like, that's a good point you know thing you know the technology is 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 constantly improving uh, and that yeah. yeah i wouldn't be sh- i wouldn't be surprised shadow if you're you're on the money there like it's 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 gonna happen it's it's i would i would be curious to see if lightfall is that point too yeah i mean it just yep, depends because we that. obviously know that lightfall is not coming to 2023 just yeah. because witch queen got pushed to 2022 mm-hmm. so would the chip shortage have um Will we have gotten past it by then? Will there be more readily consoles available, PS5s and Series Xs? I think there will be. I think there will be by 2023. You'll be able to go into a store and actually buy them. Right. I think we will be able to buy them by then. I think that the supply will stabilize. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Because ultimately there are only so many consumers that will be willing or able or whatever to pay X amount that people are trying to charge on eBay. 
Right. Yeah. And we're getting to a point where the market is just oversaturated with supply where it doesn't make sense for them to scalp. And just yeah. like what people did when they had to transition from the, the old gen to the, you know, what was the last gen, you know, and, you know, the same thing could is going to happen. You know, people will have to, will they'll transition, you know, it's yep. just, that's just the natural evolution of things. Yeah, but I would say by next year, we should start seeing a lot more stock of these uh, consoles. Yeah, I agree. I agree by next year. Yep, and definitely um, by 2023, where you can, I, you know, think, you, I think you'll be able to buy them in the store like sometime next year, like by mid next year, I think that's when things will probably start to stabilize, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. And And by that point, I think that Bungie can then consider some of the things that will really push the game forward to really consider maybe making Lightfall the last expansion that we will see for last-gen consoles. Because yeah. ultimately, we do want to make sure that the game is moving forward and that we are not being held back technologically, but also that everybody is able to play the game because it would suck that, you know, if only, only half the player base even are able to experience the entire game and then half the player base can't because that also creates other challenges because then you don't have enough players being able to play the game. And also that yeah. would impact Bungie financially by saying, okay, this is the cutoff because everybody who does not have a next-gen console either have to make the switch or not play the next destiny expansion yeah it's a good point so we'll, we'll have to wait and see how bungie handles that but yeah so far i've been enjoying the halloween event i think this is a step in the right direction oh yeah i think the rewards could be a little bit better i i, I just think they are they were never satisfied with the reward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we always want more. And that that's just like 100%. us as the Destiny players, you know. It's just <laughs> always want more. 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 Mm -hmm. Give me more. <laughs> yeah. Yep, hundred yeah. <clears> percent. <throat> I wouldn't mind if Bungie actually found a way to maybe charge a little bit of money. Do y'all remember there was a winter event and they had like some book that you bought where you had a bunch of activities that you were able to do oh, that season it was in addition well, yeah. to what you had it was, it was like one of the bucks. dawning ones yeah like yeah, yeah. and it was like yeah. only, it was 10 bucks it was 10 bucks they you know, did the thing for they did it for srl too like when yeah SRL the little book where you like, kind of yeah. write down your accomplishments in there kind of yeah. yeah yeah i enjoyed that enjoyed that a lot <laughs> actually What's your take on SRL? Would you ever want to see it back? <laughs> you know, I've always said this about SRL because I think a lot of other folks too, like uh, like a lot of times in my chat, it gets brought up. And 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 my thing is, while SRL wasn't like a mainstay activity, just to have it as an option would be really cool because it's it's one of those it's one of those nice, funny, like feel good little sort of mini games that you can have. And I I've always said kind of. It couldn't hurt. Now, I don't know how much effort it would take to include it, but it can't hurt to have that as like a funny little like, you know, you go into the crucible and it's like a, you know, like a like a sparrow, uh, 
you know, road rash type deal, you know, you'd like kick the, you know, it just, it would be neat to have like a fun little, uh, sparrow little race in there. Cause we have these vehicles, but for the most part, they're just for conveyance across the, the, you know, the landscapes, but like, it would be super neat to have like a relaxed little sparrow race option. I would like to see it. I would like to see it included if it's possible. I would like to see that return. Cause I, I, I liked it. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, it was fun. It broke yeah. up the it broke it up. It broke, you know, it gave yeah. you something lighthearted to do and you yes. know, just like not, you know, guns blazing, you just go out there and just race. Exactly. You know? I yeah. think it was one of the most unique activities that we had in Destiny, to be honest. Yeah. Yep. You know, it, Oh, I like Justin McCarthy's uh so SOR or combined arms. How about both? Oh, How about you combine yes. them both together yes i I remember oh i miss combined arms that was always so hectic so hectic yeah Yeah. i like that and not just sparrows get like interceptors in there (laughs) interceptor racers and oh jeez yeah i remember the interceptors would just always be spamming the boost just trying to just wreck it ralph you (laughs) just yeah so much fun yeah Yeah. (laughs) i miss that mode Oh, good times. So I got to ask, in the spirit of Halloween, we probably have had some moments that scared us shitless in Destiny. I know for me, I've had a couple of moments in Destiny, Cough Cough Trevor, and several other events that really <laughs> scared me. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. From Trevor to Alec Hool, the dark blade what were some of the most terrifying moments in destiny for you both Poof. Mm. uh <laughs> man <laughs> yeah that's t- i so presage definitely provide the spooks for sure uh the spooky levels for sure um, we're maximum on presage because because i i loved how it had almost a um dead space feel to it like um i loved how the moment you set down like from the moment you set down you're listening to osiris and keitel and you're sort of like running to try and get into the ship because the door's locked and then you're hearing the noises you're seeing the shadows you're you're listening to them basically talk about how this this thing is reading no life signs i just felt like i was isaac clark again in in dead space i was like this is just freaking me out i was like (laughs) that was that's probably my probably my my top um in terms of like what really had me you know the the gave me a little bit of goosebumps there and then i think the other one would probably go to i think trevor's my second trevor was definitely my second because it's terrifying (laughs) yeah because i hadn't done it my friend was running us through and they and he did not spare any expense like he did not um he did not tell us anything like he was running us through and he says, so we're going to drop down here. I'm going to have you go on the right side and get the switches. I was like, no problem. And I kept hearing this like static noise. I was like, what is that? And he goes, oh, it's nothing. Some of these shields are just, yeah, I don't know. They just make really loud noises. I was like, it sounds like it's getting like closer, you know? And he goes, oh, I wouldn't worry about it. And I said, okay, that's no problem. And then <laughs> I hear something. And next thing I know, <laughs> 
because the the kind of the ragdoll physics that the guardians do is just I just see this thing just ram me and I like I just goes flying. I remember that actually scared me a little bit because I it was so unexpected and quick that I just I I couldn't I didn't know what to do. I just kind of jumped up. I was like, what just happened? He goes, meet Trevor. I was like, you didn't tell me. It was it was great. Yeah, that that was definitely my those are my tops for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, for me, playing um, the Nightfalls for the first time, being extremely underleveled. Oh, God. That was pr- pretty terrifying, especially where, like, you couldn't really find a hiding spot where you can just kind of camp survive. and chill and <laughs> avoid and survive. Yeah. But I, I think those were some of my, my terrifying moments. Also, Frodo's End. That was really scary. The first time in the oh, stills yeah. when you go down, you're just oh, don't yeah, even know what the hell is down there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. that was a pretty terrifying thing. And then finally to get to the end section and all of a sudden everything spawns at you between the ogres and yeah. the champions and knights and hoping <laughs> we're hoping that someone will come across to the other end and actually make it out alive so everybody can spawn in. Back with the but I, I will never forget that. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> or or during the uh during that last encounter. Remember where you had to go down and essentially you have these like ogres that spawn. You have to kill them right away. Oh, and if yeah. you don't kill them right away, it's gonna get pretty nasty. Just blast and yep. What Those were some scary. I think the dreadnought also was a very yeah. scary oh, place. Oh yeah, the dreadnought itself. Yeah, yeah. yep, the it, dreadnought. It just had a very like eerie, yeah. ominous like you know look to it. And everything. Yep, it dreadnought was, like, was great. Yeah, I would say in terms of setting the mood for like what really scares you in a video game. Besides Resident Evil in VR, I think <laughs> Destiny really does it well. Between the dungeons oh, yeah. and the raid activities. The raids. Although, I would say the raids are kind of fun, though. Yeah. I think King's Fall was a little creepy. Yeah. Especially during, during that puzzle part where you get to figure out how to get to Golgoroth. Oh, yep. man. Uh, it took a little while to figure out. And oh, then, the pit of heresy! Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The oh, ogre cutter, those spinning freaking <laughs> like cylinders of death with yeah. spikes on them. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's, that's a good one. But yeah. I, I will say, probably the scariest thing for me was having to do a flawless menagerie run, and oh. I think the ogre, the, the ogre was the boss, and it was just. It was during the season when the event launched, so it was really, really sweaty and really tough because everything oh. was really hurting. Unless you had a Titan and a Warlock, yep. popping supers at exactly the right time, someone dies, and then it's like we have to start over. I think for me, after having played the activity probably 20 times that week, 
and failing at, at the very end because i mean obviously you got to the end but then somebody died right at the end and it's like fuck oh no you gotta do it all over again <laughs> and Reset. let me tell you that was really really intense that was really really oh, tough yeah. to do definitely gave me a lot of appreciation for all of the hardcore players who are able to do all of these crazy accomplishments that i never thought being able to do i mean shit i remember the very first time that me and shadow price went into a menagerie thinking we're never gonna do the hard version of this this is insane never gonna happen <laughs> and here i was going doing a flawless run but um that was how about, uh how about the uh corrupted grandmaster <laughs> strike the corrupted that's, that's grandmaster pretty, that's pretty scary too <laughs> let's not talk about well that's <laughs> not very scary <laughs> it's not so scary because you can't even get past the first part so like yeah, that that's what's scary <laughs> you know it's like grand opening grand closing or um, or, go, or going against a three stack in trials that's like cracked. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, the top two percent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The best of the best. The best of the best. Yeah, apparently Lucky. I played. I think I was in a match against Lucky like the other day. Like, well, how playing. lucky were oh, you? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a snipe. I got a snipe on him. I sniped him. Hey, let's go! Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Now he's not gonna be able to sleep. Gotcha. Oh, I, yeah. I did it. I actually did it. <laughs> I took down a legend. Took down a legend. That's awesome. I really enjoyed the uh, the the community events that took place i forgot what it was called but they had one bungee bounties they're, they're, not, they're, not, yeah. not the bungee bounties the community thing where like you had to solve the big puzzle that oh, they oh that yeah. oh yeah like yeah. Uh, quarters of time quarters of time the quarters yeah. of time yeah yeah yep. those were fun they were but it was chaos oh god yes <clears throat> mm -hmm. such chaos but i mean Fun activities. I, I in tuned in. I tuned in from afar, and I got. Yeah. I got. I got entertainment value yeah. out of it. Tuned in from yeah. afar is the keyword. <laughs> you wanted no part of that. Yeah. But I I was like, oh, they solved I, it. Okay, come on, Corin, let's go. Let's run. Okay, yep, it's time let's to go. go play now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, and it's like I was ready to go because I get excited about these things. I'm ready, and I am determined. But I have no team, so it's like. I can't do it myself. <laughs> yeah, yep. But it's okay. That's always, yeah. There will come a time when I will get that my will come. <laughs> bread and butter. Yeah. <laughs> so, Guardians, we also have another thing to talk about tonight. We have a TWAB. And apparently there's information about more trials. Like we haven't had enough changes in the world of Trials of Osiris. So... Brace yourselves. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Bungie Weekly Update, and Cosmo states the following in this week's Bungie Weekly Update. We are about to hit the fever pitch of spookiness. Ghosts are around every corner, and we don't mean the friendly type that revives you after taking too much damage. Sadly, that means that it's also time to start packing up the tower decorations and saying goodbye to evil avante it's the final week of festival of the lost 
and you have until reset on Tuesday, November 2nd to finish your books, eat your candy, and wrap up any unfinished business that you have with this event. So Guardians, make sure you complete your bounties. Complete your quest line, complete your lore book, and <clears throat> make sure you redeem your candy for your bread. Now, I'm curious, have you both finished your grind with Festival of the Lost? I will be wrapping mine up this weekend. Yeah, I gotta play the Haunted Sectors. I got like 75 spectral pages that I have to oh, manifest. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'll be grinding. I'm right, I'm right there with you. Gotta get those pages wrapped up and then I'll be set. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have about six more to go. I don't have that much oh, more to, to do. You know, I'm almost done. I did quite a bit of grind in the game, so I think I'm probably gonna finish that this weekend and yeah. go from there. And uh here's some more information that we got from Bungie. We've recently fixed up some issues with candy and spectral pages uh, drops from public events and trials of Osiris. So if you're still jamming out some pages to finish your book, don't sleep on these activities. Throw on the mask and eat your candy. Trials matchmaking changes. <laughs> That's always fun to talk about. And it looks yeah. like there's a lot here. So... Get comfortable, Guardians. Grab some popcorn. Grab a drink. We're going to dive into it, and we're going to talk about it. And here is what Cosmo says about changes coming to Trials matchmaking. The last few weekends of Trials of Osiris have been a bit quieter in terms of changes. This was by design. <clears throat> we wanted to give players a few weekends of steady play before making any more significant changes or testing out another lab weekend. This gave our team some great data on how the trials changes are going, how players are engaging with the activity, and what we could do to prioritize changes in the future. A quick recap of stats from last few weeks shows everything to be steady as well, including Matchmaking times are consistent with past few weeks. Blowout rates dropped slightly week over week. This has been consistently with lower skilled players like myself not playing as much. <laughs> Average hours played per player remains consistent across skill levels. Overall player accounts went down each week, but that is expected during this portion of the season and it's consistent with past Trials and Iron Banner performance. Um, Bungie still doesn't see any evidence of widespread Flawless cards resetting uh, to avoid the Flawless pool. Uh, less than 0.5% of the cards played were reset while still Flawless and above 3 wins. Even still, uh, this does show uh, this should be removed starting next week or be lower than that. So that's really good to see that. And uh, now that Bungie is looking at freelance, last weekend uh, we gave players a strictly solo queue option for trials. We entered the weekend with some assumptions on how the population could split, which might happen 
to matchmaking times and a few questions on how to offer freelance options in the future. Here's a quick recap of what the team has been going through and what they learned and what they're thinking about for the future. And I know Shadow Price on the topic of trials, something happened, right? Shadow Price, you want to tell us what happened? Yeah, um, I jumped into the freelance trials over the weekend and uh, I just so happened to go flawless in the Let's freelance go. trials. Yeah, um, it was easier was than so I thought special? it was going to be. What was special about it? I'm not sure. It just, I kind of just like... Well, well did, was your, I, wasn't it your first time going flawless in Destiny 2? In Destiny 2, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, it was, it was yeah. my first time going flawless in Destiny 2. So yeah. tell, tell us about that experience. Right. How was that like? Yeah, yeah. Well, I tried on my Hunter. Like, I got to, like, six wins, and I lost in the seventh game. So I was like, all right, well, you know, I'm going to take a break for a bit. And then this was on Friday. And then on Saturday, I decided, all right, I'm going to play in the afternoon. And... You know, I already like I hadn't gone flawless on my hunter, but I got the seven win reward because I think I stuck out the card and got seven wins or whatever. And or no, I got the yeah, and I got the pinnacle for mm-hmm. you know because you get like two pinnacles. You get one from going seven wins, just getting seven wins doesn't matter how many losses, and for getting a certain amount of points. So then I switched to my warlock, and I was just playing the card, you know, playing normal and winning the first few games, and they're like, okay, this is going pretty good. Um, uh, thank you. Thank you for the congratulations. Um, and it just yes, it kept going from there. It's like, oh, four, five. I'm like, oh, man, I'm at five wins now. No losses. OK, let's go. And then I just <laughs> it just got to the seventh game. And I'm just like, man, I just realized I'm in the flawless game. Like and it just kept getting really good teammates and everything <laughs> like playing together like great, you know, pushing when we needed to push. Mm-hmm. collapsing and you know getting red revives when we needed to and we just we smoked the seventh game we we beat them five to one and it was just like yes. man i just went flawless <laughs> like, yeah. i was like so excited because yeah i mean i had gone flawless a lot in d1 because i had teams to play with and stuff you know um but i hadn't gone flawless at all in d2 until the other day and I was like, man, <clears throat> this can actually happen. It works. This ma- the matchmaking actually works. The solo queue freelance trials actually works. And I went flawless and I went to the lighthouse and I like got the sword. I, I wanted like a messenger or uh, the the messenger adept would have been nice. And so would it, or the um, what is it? The hand cannon. I can't remember what the hand cannon um, is called. Igneous hammer. Oh, igneous. Right. Yep. Yeah, I would have liked to have gotten that. I got the sword. But it's okay. It's just the whole experience of going be able to go flawless and everything. Yeah. So it was it was awesome. It was really cool. It was nice. And get the emblem. When you get the emblem, your guns change. It puts these shaders on your gun, like the like give this red like tint to it on, on your trials weapons. And it's really cool. And each of the shaders puts a different uh not only on your weapons, on your on your armor as well, your trials armor. And that's what's so cool about it. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So the only thing is, is it threw me in the flawless pool like on Sunday because I, I didn't play much at all that rest of that night. 
yeah. because I was just I mean, like, yeah, what do you expect? You went flawless. So, you know, <laughs> screw you. Pizza. Yeah. Play against yeah. all the sweats. Like, it, yeah, bro. On Sunday, yeah, when I picked, I'm like, oh, wait, why is this so hard all of a sudden? Why can't, why, why am I getting crushed like every other game now? I just can't. And then I realized, like, oh, (laughs) they put me in the flawless pool. Mm. Imagine if they did that permanently, just like troll him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I would laugh so hard. It was cool, man. Like, because I had been doing it every week, doing the matchmaking, trying to, I got to six wins like three, four times. And then all of a sudden it happened in the solo. And I was like, yeah, I was pretty happy about it. And then yeah. he like he called me and he was like, "Did you think I could do it?" I'm like, "No, I, I did not think you could." <laughs> no, I'll be honest. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? You lie to him? Like, yeah. no, you you. There's no way. There is no freaking way. Sorry, mm-hmm. bro. Sorry, not sorry. There's no way. Uh, yeah. But you're my boy, Blue. <laughs> That's awesome. But but so. he did it. Shit. Like I gotta give yeah. him credit. Yeah. And so here's some more stuff that we learned about Freelance from Cosmo. This past week, we opened the Freelance queue so that solo players like Shadow Price could consistently play against each other uh, groups of solos. How did that feel? I think Shadow Price can say that it felt pretty good, right, Shadow Price? Yeah, yeah, I, I really like, you know, having the option to do that you know like it's uh it's cool like it just get i wasn't going flawless any other way i feel like <laughs> you know unless he i wasn't found going like flawless with me apparently unless we I'm found a not. god unless we found a literal unless, god unless we found a god and i'm not yeah. god i'm just scrub <laughs> apparently but it's okay I, I'm trying. I'm trying to get better. I I, I clutched a few matches. I've That's done a few things. About. I can somewhat get lucky sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. But if you if if we read on, we'll you know there, there's some good news in the TWAB. There's some good news. Yeah. So we had yeah. over a million games played in each playlist this weekend, with slightly more games played in the base Trousville Cyrus playlist. Average hours played for the lower skilled players is quite up a bit over the past few weeks, while the average to top end has almost the same hours played. Interestingly, players who played in a fire team um, some of the time and solo some of the time played almost three times as long this weekend as players who either played exclusively solo or in a fire team. And here are the numbers. 244,000 freelance exclusive players. 120,000 fire team exclusive players. 220,000 players both solo and in a fire team. Furthermore, 25% of players who went flawless, uh, had lower than any revamp week. Likely fallout of matches being more fair. It also doesn't drop below 20% for a weekend, and the lighthouse should still be uh, feeling like it's attainable. 
the average matchmaking times were consistently around 50 seconds for full fire teams and solos and regularly were about 100 seconds for duos. The Sunday Flawless poll adds about 10 seconds to the Flawless player matchmaking and Bungie is seeing um, other spikes in matchmaking times for some of their smaller sub pools uh, after the Flawless split. The overall blowout rate uh, was almost as low as the best pool revamp week when the Flawless pool went active on Friday afternoon at 27.8%. This was powered by a significant number of fire teams versus fire team matches and solo versus solo matches, both of which had a 25% blowout rate. Lots of numbers here. What do you all think? Hey, it worked for me. That's yeah. all I have to say. That's, and and that's, that's my big thing, too. And I, I liked how I noticed that the 220,000 played both solo and in a fire team. And then you have the 120K uh, for fire team exclusive. And, and what that tells me is like, you know, if you're, if you're a weekend gamer and your typical group that you don't run with in a fire team is not around, you can continue to try your hand. In, in the freelance. And I love that that's an option. I love that that's there because, you know, some of my, my friends are, are working uh, over the weekend, so they're not always around. And, and uh, you know, at that point, I'm just like, well, I want to continue to try, you know, give it my give it the old college try. So you know, just yeah. boot up freelance. And I love that that's there. I like that. The that's there. I like that people are participating. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I love yeah. that that's there and, and that people are clearly taking part in the mixture. And I like to see that. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. I think that these are all welcoming changes in the game. I think that these are all going to make the game better. Uh, they did share even more uh, statistics and updates. Uh, one thing that Bungie was not happy about was with the team balance that they've mm -hmm. noticed uh, with how the solo playlist isn't going to do a great job balancing two teams when there aren't any fire team mismatches for trials it's currently just picking teams randomly we are going to be looking very carefully at how teams are selected over the next few weeks and hopefully have a better balance the next time freelance rolls around this is one of the few downsides of not using skill-based matchmaking in trials in situations where skills would be helpful to balance two teams of solo players it isn't even a data point of systems uh, that can be looked at. And uh, so that is one of the challenges that Bungie is currently facing. I was facing uh, that when I hit that flawless pool. <laughs> like, it literally put the best flawless players on their team. Like, yeah, more times than not. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I'm just like, I can't do nothing. I literally would just like... Get ready to line my shot up and I'm boom, sniped. Or boom, yeah. I'm taken out by like, a, you know, two step, just like collapse on me. And I just yep. have, you know. And I, you know, I hadn't actually, that that weekend uh, that it had gone up, I actually didn't have a chance to jump in, but I was following, you know, some of the folks that I follow that do a lot of Crucible, like Benji and uh, 
um, Tipper and a few other folks. And, and the consensus, like, you know, they were basically posting like statistics and you would see like the, you know, you would see, uh, for example, like Benji, he would be, you know, he'd have like that, that high efficiency, definitely, you know, you know, essentially very much so carrying his, his two, uh, what looked to be kind of like new light players, you know, not really playing a lot of crucible, um, struggling a little bit. And then, you know, and his, his point was just like, you know, these, these teammates are, are paired with me despite like my, my statistics, like my wins and was my, he in the you know, was, was he yes, in the- yeah, oh, okay. he was in the freelance and, you know, he was, his point was that basically, Hey, I am, I am definitely on, on higher on the skill level and, and appropriately. So like his statistics, you know, uh, like if you were to look him up on dusty Chai, you would see like, he's, he's a, he's a very talented, uh, a player and his teammates were, you know, and it's possible they had a bad game, but the statistics showed like, well, it was something almost like 14 kills for him and one kill for each of his teammates. And right. it's one of those things where he was basically just like, I don't feel as though these should be the teammates I'm with. And then if you look at the other enemy team, you're looking at, some of the the top like you know fellas like folks right. with 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 um we're talking 14 kills between all three of them a very nice even spread and you know the point that he was trying to make was just that like there there needs to be something there because um while they were they were stacked up together uh and just extremely stacked meanwhile on on my team I'm I'm having some folks who for for the life of me I'm wondering why they are getting matched with um well, to be quite honest, like folks who just have no business being uh, matched with them, you know, you would hope to see like new lights being matched with with new lights, you know, so that way there's an even skill level there. Um, so I'm glad I'm yeah. glad that that's in there. I'm glad that that's in there. So that way we can start to get some some sort of balancing there uh, for folks in the freelance playlist. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And there's even more information that cosmo shares about the future of freelance we we like the overall outcome and vibe of the freelance queue and both playlists seemed to have a viable amount of players we are looking at running freelance occasionally for the remainder of season 15 and are looking at trying to determine what feels right we will let you all know long term we are exploring some single playlist solutions preferably matchmaking of full fire teams against other full fire teams, duo plus solo against other duo plus solo. solo. Uh, we don't have any specific release target for this yet, but it will be uh, not prior to season 16. So as a heads up, to set appropriate expectations, it will not be coming anytime in the immediate future. So mm. there we go. And uh, more changes. Flawless pool changes. The flawless pool, which we have been enabling Sunday at reset, has some very positive benefits. It, raise, it raises the overall match quality, blowout rate, etc. significantly, and it raises the overall win rate of solo players. However, it has some drastic downsides for players who struggle and manage to just barely go flawless. It is also a steep cliff to then only play against players who have already gone flawless that week. It also incentivizes behavior that is at odds with the mode and reward system, like resetting a flawless six-win ticket to keep 
getting easier matches, but worse rewards. It also creates social friction where players need to decide between playing with friends or playing for rewards. Lastly, the timing. Penny on Pacific on Sundays is awkward if you live anywhere outside of the U.S. Starting tomorrow, Bungie is rolling out a new system and leaning into weekly performance metrics. Whenever you match in trials, in addition to trying to match with people with the same number of card wins, you will also attempt to match with people who have roughly the same number of overall wins for the weekend. If you can't find anyone to match against, it will eventually expand out to find you with a less similar match. For PvP gods who go flawless 10 times a weekend, they will end up matching with other players who have, for example, 70 plus wins on their card, no matter how they got them. For the average team who gets a lucky flawless in on Friday or Saturday on their first card, well, they will be matching against other players with around seven wins, no matter how they got them. We will also be hoping this will give us uh, many other benefits of the Flawless Pool uh, system. Somehow more fair matches without the significant downsides. Specifically, there should be no major inf inflection points where everyone is smooth prior to a win, and then everyone is overly challenging afterwards. While this allows for us to remove the flawless pool, it does have a potential downside. Longer matchmaking times, um, as an example. We think there is a reasonable trade-off here between match quality, matchmaking times. Average trials matchmaking times currently sits at around 50 seconds. Over the next few weekends, we are going to be looking at how much matchmaking time goes up. This will and how it will affect the match quality. The outcome of the previous non-labs uh, week results are also being given to us by Cosmo, and we can see here that the game outcomes and the percentages are being shared, uh, with a 5-0 being at 28.4%, a 5-1 being at 25.6%, 5-2 being at 18.6%, 5-3 being at 14.7% and 5-4 being at 12.3%. So um, here is some really interesting data that uh, Cosmo shared with us. And lastly, he does go on to say, in an ideal world, we want to get each of those numbers as close to 20% as possible. But we uh, would rather see more 5453 outcomes than 50 and 51 outcomes. As always, we are going to be listening closely to your feedback as well as looking at aggregated stats to continue tuning matchmaking for trials to strive for the best experience possible. So, wow, that's a lot of information about trials. What do you both think as trials players about all of these changes? like it i i like it because like it's they're getting rid of the flawless pool thing because I, I i i think that's too much pain like especially like mm -hmm. they said for people who barely go flawless like myself i i went flawless for the first time 
and that's after four years in a solo freelance playlist, basically, which is obviously not going to be in the game this week. They said they're going to bring it back, you know, different times through the season. Um, they're going to. Um, <clears throat> so this has a potential to like, yeah, I might play a lot of trials over the weekend, but when I start out, you know, I'll hopefully be in these like pools where I actually have a chance, you know, that they're not going to like if, you know, I'm, I might not go flawless on my first run, but, it, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, be somewhat able to, you know, keep trying, I guess, you know, and, and it'll be more fair matches and things. And maybe there's a chance where we could actually play together uh, and hopefully have a chance at it and everything. Yeah, I I 100% agree and uh you know that's that it's it goes to like I see this nothing as 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 good things because you know the faultless pool you know I know liked how they addressed that in in the TWAB there how Cosmo addressed that there's that social friction cuz that was happening a lot in in my list of friends is that folks were coming down to a decision of do I do I have a better shot at going flawless myself and so the flawless pool was causing that and then you know like you said shadow it 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 was rough you know when you when you got flawless it it became a a very huge undertaking and i'm not talking about just oh that match was pretty tough i'm talking about usually they were close to blowouts you know you're talking five five o's or five ones when you transition over to pc i went flawless on ps5 you know but then i went I went on my PC like on like Monday at some, I'm like, Oh my God, I've just got annihilated. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Really quickly. Yep. (laughs) And that, yeah. Oh yeah. PC is, is even more fierce. And, and that's, you know, and that's why I like these changes, right? Because I've always been the type of player that I I don't want it to be a complete stampede of a match. Like I don't want to be matched against folks who I just am just, you know, I'm just casually running around and just, you know, slaying out, you know, I want to have at least, you know, I want to feel like I earned my win. Chance. Yeah, right. you I wanna, definitely want to. Yeah, you exactly. want to improve, but like at a rate that it's not going to be so frustrating that you don't want to go back into the game mode. Exactly. Give me that yeah. happy. Uh, and I, that's why I like how they put those metrics there, like the five, three, five, four, because at least you know that you put in your best effort. You know, you you came close. It wasn't a complete shutout. You and your team uh, fought hard, and it was it was two round difference. But you were super close, and it wasn't a complete blowout match. You you definitely had to work for your win. And hey, you know it, you didn't no dice on that one. You just reset. I want to feel like I earned my win. I want to feel like I earned my flawless. And I feel like these changes are a good step in the in the right direction there because you're it's going to eliminate the flawless pool, which was causing that social friction and the decisions to be made and that pain for folks who went flawless. And we're going to start seeing those matches get a little more even a little more even for folks you know you'll have those matches where you're not getting blowout games you're 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 facing folks who are around the same skill level and you're gonna you'll hopefully have a good time and learn some new tricks of the trade and and get some wins and hopefully a flawless it card. like it doesn't matter if you reset your card they're tracking your wins yeah it's, yes you know what i'm Huge saying plays yep love yeah. that love exactly that. So that gets around this whole resetting your card thing. So yes. now it, it doesn't benefit the people to reset their cards and everything. Because once they play so many games, it puts them in that higher. You're going to get locked tier. in. Yep. Exactly. I love that. Because yeah. that was a big thing, too, is that I'm, I'm, so, I'm glad you said that, Shadow, because 
a lot of folks would, you know, would, would do that, you know, cause it, it came down to, do I really want that flawless or do I just want to keep farming these kind of chill games where I can just, just, you exactly. know, slay yeah. out, you know, it's, it should be one of those things where you want to opt for those games that give you the challenge. So you can, you can get that loot and get a little fulfilling fulfillment. Now, out of it. it might be rough for the higher skill player now. Like it might, they're, yeah, they're, they're yep. going to sweat in some of their games now. Absolutely. You know, they're going to they replace. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. Now they're going to, it's going to be a nice, even playing field. And, and the ones who had those, those games where they would just kind of clear out a nice five Oh it's you're going to take a little more effort. I think that's part of the reason why I noticed that I saw the carry community was a little upset by that due to like efficiency. And, and you know, I'm not a carry. I don't know how that, you know, I, I know what they do. I know I have a good friend, a couple of friends of mine that do that. And I, I see where they're coming from because when you're doing that efficiency is key, but you know, at the same time, it's one of those things where this could, this, and again, I'm not a carry, so I don't know, but I see this as kind of a win because your efficiency might go down, but a lot of these guys that do these carries, they, they stream it, you know, they'll, 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 they'll be live when they're doing the carries and you'll kind of, you'll jump in there and you'll, you'll talk with them. And, but in terms of gameplay, you'll notice that it's, it's basically just a stomp, 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 stomp. There's your flawless and yeah. move on. But this is going to, now you're going to kind of see that those matches are getting intense. Like they're th that those kind of matches, I think are just great for your content. Like, cause it looks really, you're, you know, that you're fighting, you're, you're cheering on. You're going to have to really work for the Yeah, carry. exactly. Yeah. You're like cheering yeah. on your favorite content creator. Like, Hey, mm -hmm. you got this man. No worries. I know the guys on the other side, you got this. We'll get your carry through. You guys got there won't this. There not be right? as many five Oh steamrolls, but exactly. you know, many more close games. I see uh, that as a win. Game. I think it's just yeah. going to take a little bit of an outlook change, but I think that's yeah. really going to pay off for that them so yeah. i'm i'm curious if you are a hardcore player who's doing carries as part of just your routine that's how you make money whatever you have views how is that going to impact those players do you think they are happy about this do you think it's going to impact everybody positively or do you think that some content creators might be a little unhappy about this I could so, see some content yeah. creators being unhappy about this change. I definitely could see that. Um, yeah. I see Bungie trying to le level the playing field, though. You know? Definitely. Um, definitely. And I think they... It, I think it seems like they're discouraging the idea of carries and just anything that's not competitive. Right, because the, yep. the carry, that's not in their, in their um, you know that's not their mission statement you know that that's not mm -hmm. what how they sure. want that's the not game the purpose of the game to, yeah exactly 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 you know and, so. and, and you know that's the thing you're you're never destiny is a game where you are never going to please everyone you're, you're just you're it's not exactly. possible to please everyone and and here's the thing about that is that you know I've, i i follow a few folks on on um uh it's twitter you know and twitch that that do the carries and some of that they're great some of them are great fellas and 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 they're great folks and the thing is, is that um, they they do have that, right? They do have that that thing where they need to be efficient. They need to be quick. They need to get it done fast. But, you know, at the end of the day, again, it, it, like you like you were saying, um, Shadows, that's not that's not what they're trying to accomplish here. They're they're trying to encourage play for all as many people to yes. play as absolutely possible. They want yes. as many people to play their game. 
as hundred percent. Like instead of feeling like you need to go to a carry, they're hoping that you'll be you'll have that courage to go ahead and jump into the playlist yourself. You know, pick up your your auto rifle and get in there and 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 give it your all instead of feeling like you need to go to a um to a carry. And I think that's why the carry community, from what I could tell, you know, I've seen a few posts before I got on uh, tonight. And it, it, the general consensus from what I'm seeing from the carry community is this is just, you know, it, it's not good. It's a very negative reaction. And, and, I, and you know, it's, it's what, like I said, you're not going to please everybody. But at the end of the day, it is, it is a truthful statement that the carries that we have seen were, was never something that, 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 you know, the fact that there needs to be a carry, that's, that's members of the community who feel as though they can't achieve it on their own. And it what they're doing... Like- this is the best way for them to give to give those uh, the less skilled players a fighting chance in there and everything. Yeah, to agreed. actually stay in the playlist, <clears throat> try to get some wins under your belt, work with your teammates, build team camaraderie. You know, Definitely. like all, all of that, basically. Definitely, definitely bringing bringing people together even even further. Yeah. <clears throat> Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think that they are doing some interesting things here. Um, I don't think the game is designed for people who are doing carries. Um, I, I think that there are going to be players who are upset about these changes. But at the end of the day, I think that Bungie's mission is not to cater to carries or to streamers who are doing carries now there is They're a triumph though the game more balanced that, that there is a triumph in as part of the one of the uh if i'm not mistaken it's part of one of the seals that to carry someone actually if i'm not i was looking You're through right. the seal and i was mm-hmm. like huh so it's almost a little bit of a the hmm. shadow price are you ready to carry me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's There's no a triumph you're right for though. it yeah, <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's like three folks who have never gone yeah. to the lighthouse to to get them there. Mm-hmm. And and while I think that that is kind of a little bit of of the carry side of the house, I think what they might mean there is because th- you have your carries, but then you have just uh, your your group of friends and maybe even your clan. Because then you you get into the situation where like folks in your clan, let's say they're not huge fans of trials or not big PvP players, but you know you know that these changes have gone into effect, and and now more than ever you feel confident that you can get there together. I think that's that's that could easily turn into one of those things where it's not so much like like we'll associate that with instead of a carry, just like get like getting new people there as as a group of of people like like clans coming together and your normal friends coming together and and rallying up and asking them hey have you ever gone there no hey i got you it's it's a more inclusive now everybody's on the same playing field oh okay well i'll give it a shot with you then and then you go in there and that that's going to become i think now more than ever that is going to become a much easier triumph for people for a lot of a lot more people to get now yeah yeah, which is awesome. Interesting conversation. And we will have to keep watching how Trials plays out in the coming weeks. And I'm sure that Bungie will be taking feedback and they will be watching and listening to all of this. And to do all the listening and the watching, they actually added a new team member to their team. They have a new community manager, uh, Liana, the hippie. Uh, she is a new community manager over at Bungie. 
So congratulations on the new position. Uh, and excited, exciting to see the Destiny team expand. I feel like they've been hiring a lot lately. Oh, yeah. A lot of positions Expanding. have been opening up. And here's what Liana had to say in terms of her introduction uh, to the Destiny community. Greetings, Guardians. To say I'm excited to be here would be a massive understatement. My love for Bungie started long before became, we became Guardians, back in the Pathways into Darkness days. It grew into Marathon, then Myth, Oni, and of course, Halo and Destiny. The evolution of shooters, the humble Chicago beginnings, and the growth seen since has been inspiring. And to be a part of it, life-changing. I'm so excited to be here and part of a studio that has accomplished so much in the past 30 years, especially with how Destiny 2 has grown since its release. I'm not alone in being just a little bit in love with my guardian, and I can't wait to continue the adventure alongside with you all. And um, as recently uh, converted to Titan main, uh, I'm right there in the trenches with the best of them. From fighting the Cabal hordes to feeling conflicted about taking out the Fallen after seeing how freaking cute they are as, as the little ball of ad adorableness. Every week ends a new adventure in Destiny 2. As this experience continues to evolve into something truly special, I look forward to tracking the challenges, triumphs, and frustration, frustrating as heck first raid runs with the rest of the community and the amazingly passionate team here. I also can't wait to share some pretty impressive war stories with you all, even if jumping puzzles are still uh, the bane of my existence. Well, Liana, I have to tell you that jumping puzzles are the bane of my existence too, so you are not alone. I am with you. And before you ask, no, TMG and I are not going anywhere. We will be helping Hippie uh, learn the ropes and get settled in the coming months. Um, so please be nice and don't overwhelm her with questions right out of the gate. So there we have it. We have a new community manager at Bungie. Welcome, Liana, and we wish you all the best in the new position over at Bungie. So awesome. exciting times there. I'm a little bit jealous she got the job, but uh, excited for her. That's really awesome. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we have another segment about pumpkins and scary costumes. <laughs> of course <clears throat> there is a halloween event uh that is taking place so um guardians had a chance to show off their carving pumpkin carving skills and their uh creative guardians oh i like red they... hawk moons one it's that emblem that from the um yeah. That laser tag uh, weekend. <laughs> and, I remember uh, that. Crucible. I remember yeah. that. Look <clears> at <throat> that Festival of the Lost 
poster. That looks really cool. What? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. People are so like, talented. Uh, oh, is that, yeah. Is that kind of like Jurassic Park or it's something? It's like kind of like Jurassic Park style. I love that. Yeah. That's pretty so, cool. Congratulations to all of the winners for art, pumpkins, and costumes uh, this week. And the winners will be getting a really sweet, sweet emblem. But more winners will be chosen uh, until the big day on October 31st. So there is still time for you to enter with hashtag FOTLArtShow2020. One, so make sure to send out your submissions on Twitter with the hashtag. There are also some technical bug fixes that Bungie dives into with this week's Bungie Weekly Update. You can read all about that in Bungie.net uh, uh, with the weekly update. Of course, we did get movies of the week. <clears throat> Congratulations to all of the winners for Movies of the Week and Artists of the Week. And finally, Cosmo goes on to state the following. With Festival of the Lost coming to a close, we are nearing the end of scheduled seasonal beats for a bit. As so, it's time for free play. Next week, Saladin will be hosting Iron Banner. So mark that on your calendars if you need some quick pinnacle drops or want to hunt some rolls on Iron Banner weapons. After Iron Banner ends next week, we will be still having trials going through November with a new matchmaking changes mentioned in this TWAB. You can also use this time to catch up on some catalysts knock out some triumphs, or finish anything else taking up space in your quest log. We have some fun things planned for our 30th anniversary on December 7th. It's going to be a great time to play Destiny. Love, Cosmo. So there we have it. The weekly update from Cosmo this week. Lots of things that we dived into and talked about. We have a lot of trials changes coming. We have a new community manager. We have Iron Banner coming next week. <clears throat> and it looks like things are going to be a little bit slow until December 7th when finally we get the big 30th anniversary drop that we all have uh, been really eagerly waiting for with uh, the new rocket launcher. Well, the new rocket launcher, the returning Gallerhorn rocket launcher and new to some people who are new to the game of course um and we do have a tradition on the show where we rate the weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls and guardians in our traditional form we're going to do just that gg grains how would you rate this week's bungie weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls between one and five Oof. Gotta say, this this has me as a as a PvP player. I'm gonna go ahead and give this a, a four on the spicy roll scale for sure. Okay. And and why? Why would you give it a four? That's pretty generous. Uh 
you know, it has me excited, <clears throat> and and I always like to see, um, you know, notwithstanding the artwork, uh, I love the artwork in movies. I always enjoy that. And Halloween is a is a very fun time for me. It's a it's a fun part of the year. I love fall, and uh, as I said with the PvP stuff, this is. This is a big deal. I think this, what we've seen here, what what they're doing right now with trials and the experimentation, um, I think we're starting to see the foundations of of them really bringing the the uh, the much needed attention to the PvP side of the house that Destiny is desperately needing. I think we're, I think we're I think this TWAB is is the beginning of starting to see some some better matchmaking and and starting to see people who have never really wanted to to go in there to jump in. I think this is just the beginning. Definitely. And Shadow Price, what would you say? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to basically <laughs> pretty much agree and go a little higher i'm little four and a half i think this is uh i think it's great i think what they had in this twab with the numbers breakdown and you know everything that they displayed and all the points that uh gg made um yeah i think it's a big step in the right direction for how the matchmaking will be you know uh, changing evolving for the better um and you know proofs in the pudding i went flawless over the weekend yeah so, i mean so it's helping someone like me. So of course I'm going to be positive about it. You know, <laughs> like my first time going flawless in destiny too. So, um, yeah, I think these are great changes and I think it's going to be more inclusive than be exclusive. So, um, four and a half. Yeah, yeah. no, well said. So, um, I am going to be generous this week. I'm going to give them a four out of five spicy tuna rolls because I think it was a pretty good update. I think that they're fixing Iron Banner, um, not Iron Banner, trials in a positive direction. I think that they're making things better, balanced for all players. So I think that's really great. Um, the addition of a new community manager will only make the communication between the developers and the players better, more efficient. So always good to see a new member joining their team to help manage this crazy community. And um, what else? Iron Banner is coming. That's really nice to know about. And yeah. um and now it's your turn to go flawless this week. So yeah, if, if, yeah, if, really, if this really works, if the system really works, we'll, we'll, we'll see about getting you flawless. If I, yes. if I can go, then it's going to be a miracle. So we'll, yeah. we'll find out next week. <laughs> it's going to be something. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see uh, Can Cornholio go flawless next week. Of course, we have a lot of talented content creators get featured in this week's update. Really Great stuff there. And uh, yeah, so good stuff there. Four out of five spicy tuna rolls for Cornholio. <laughs> and Guardians, we have come to that time where we get to wrap things up for the evening so we can go play Destiny, go play Oculus VR or whatever we're <laughs> playing. And uh, Guardians, thank you so, so much for joining us tonight. GG Grinds, thank you so much for being our guest. You were such an awesome guest on the show tonight. It was oh, such a pleasure oh, having likewise. you on the show. And where can we learn more about you and what you do in the Destiny community? 
Yeah, so you can now uh, you can find me on Twitch. Um, uh, I believe it's twitch.tv slash ggrinds, just like it shows there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. And uh, as, as someone who is still, you know, getting the construction tape uh, moved around, I am on, uh, you know, Twitter where you can find kind of, you know, the usual, you know, the going live posts and just my general thoughts on gaming. Um, uh, you can find me on YouTube under the same name and uh, Instagram. And uh, I just made a TikTok too, but um <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning. But uh, you can find me there if you ever want to stop in, get to know me. Um, I, I love meeting new people. So uh, if you ever want to stop in, please uh, it, uh, come hang out. I'd love to love to get to know you. Very cool. And Shadow Price, where can we learn more about you and what you do? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ShadowPrice79 and also here on the Destiny Show podcast every Thursday night. Thank you very much. Awesome. And Guardians, you can find the Destiny Show podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on Apple. We are on Spotify. We are on Google Play and every major platform. We are also on the web at destinyshow.com. You can find us twitch.tv slash the Destiny Show. Live right here every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. And Guardians, you can also find us on Twitter at The Destiny Show. And thank you so, so much for joining us for another episode of The Destiny Show podcast. We wish you all the best as you wrap things up with Festival of the Lost. We hope you have lots of candy this weekend and enjoy some good loot in Destiny. And thank you again for joining us tonight. And we'll see you all next week. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.